fuck? My episode 66, the devil's episode. Okay. Uh, hi, Internet. Welcome to episode 66 of Outreach Factory, uh, the podcast where we look at things that made you mad <laughs> online this week. Dale shot his wad way too early with that intro. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, also, classic we're, Dale. We're giggling at little schoolgirls because I went to take a hit of Derek's vape, and it I was don't do that exactly. Met. The same as when I tried a cigarette for the first time in grade nine, and I coughed like a person who is weak and not good at smoking. Yeah, it was pretty hilarious. Since we're not allowed to say the b word anymore. Also, I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's problematic. You can't. Okay, Derek that. doesn't vape. It was all mine. Dale took a hit of his own vape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, for the, the first, first time. time. Odd that I own it, and it was my first time hitting it. Uh, hey, we're here. I think last week I promised that our next episode would be a midterm election special, but we're doing this early rather than waiting until yeah. Tuesday. You can blame it on me because I did not research the midterm elections at all. Yeah, we still – well, there's nothing to I, – I kept being like, I should research this. This would be great. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's still politics and I – fuck. Oh, fuck. It's so hard. It's so hard caring. I mean it's plenty easy to care after the fact. Like, I mean – When you can get mad about stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like now that Trump's in, I care about politics just because it's like a layup. It's like playing t-ball. You're like, yeah, Trump's bad. I'm a good person because I hate Trump and his followers. Another home run right off the peg. And it's like, well, what would I do for a viable uh, different situation? I don't know. Plus midterm, there's a lot fewer like recognizable brand names in the midterm elections. Like, uh, you know. Maybe, what's his name? Ted Cruz. I think that's the one people are zeroing in on. As good or bad? Ted Cruz? Don't we hate Ted Cruz? Yeah, we fucking hate Ted Cruz. But that's like the one race that people are paying attention to, even though he's definitely going to win because it's fucking Texas. Is Ted Cruz his own race? It's funny because he has a Latino last name, but he's actually Canadian. Is he? Yeah. Oh, is it like Cruz with a Z? Yeah. Oh, not like Tom Cruise? No. But Penelope Cruz? Like, hey, Vanilla Sky? Was yeah. that the movie they were in together? Yeah. Cruise and Cruise. That could have been marketed so much better. Yeah. But nobody liked that movie because it was a remake and it was just another shitty movie where they're just asleep the whole time and you're like, ah, oh, it was just not real. It was I, either a dream or. I feel like I liked that movie. No, you hated it. Until the last, when he's like, tech support. And then they're like, because his face is all fucked up. Yeah, and he's wearing like the mask. Yeah. And he's like, hey, what's that <laughs> Oh, no. I'm so mangled from, what was her name? Uh, the blonde actress that they were driving in the car. Yeah. And it was like. Every guy's sphincter just tightened up in that scene because she was like, you don't appreciate me. You can't just fuck someone when you don't love them. And every guy's like, well, wait, I fuck girls. <laughs> can I don't can love you them. not? Does that mean I'm going to get put? She like swerved the car. Yeah, she, she crashed drove the car, off right? a thing. And I think she died and he got like all mangled. By the way, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Vanilla Sky in spoiler the past like, 15 for years. the 15-year-old movie that was remade from a 50-year-old movie. It turns out since he's super rich, he gets put on life support with a mask. And then he falls in love with Penelope Cruz because he like... 
like he supposedly comes out of the thing and then he's all like, ah, oh, my face is all better. I'm fixed. And then he falls in love with Penelope Cruz. And then the ending is he wakes up and his face is still all fucked up. And he's like, I could never be happy because I'm ugly. Put me back under. Uh, Cameron Diaz was the ah, one actress. That's the one. Uh, it's actually a 17 year old movie. Wow, that's old. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, it was directed by Cameron Crowe, which oh. I didn't know. What a fucking stinker. Just yeah. a repeat. Uh, apparently, Cameron Crowe movies are only good if there's tigers in them. Like the gladiator. Wait, was there a tiger in... Uh... Bro, he fought a tiger. Uh, no, I know there was a tiger in Gladiator. Was there a tiger in uh, Almost Famous? Which was another eh, excellent camera. I didn't really oh, like why? That whole movie to me was like, you haven't done anything with your life. This 14-year-old kid is writing for Rolling Stones. What the fuck have you done? And you're like, you're right, movie. I haven't done anything with my life. And this kid is just making me go into an existential crisis, downward spiral of shame. You know who was who that 14-year-old kid was? Some guy. It was Cameron Crowe. Was it? That was, he was, I that didn't was, know that. He, it was oh. semi-autobiographical. So Cameron Crowe is a writer for Rolling Stone at 14, then he goes and directs Gladiator. Thanks, Cameron Crowe, for making a life way too good for anybody else to live up to. That makes sense, right? Yeah, but then he directed Vanilla Sky, so you should yeah. feel at least a little better. Mate, that was his nice guy, like, look, guys, <laughs> sometimes you stumble when you run. It's okay. I'm uh, I'm just like you. I put my pants on one leg at a time and make really shitty movies. Yeah. It's like, they can't all be Gladiator or, for Derek, Almost Famous. Did he do anything else? What, Cameron Crowe? Yeah. Tons of shit. Besides, what's... Did he do any other action movies? I feel like I don't like his... Jerry Maguire? I like Jerry Maguire. Anything starring Tom Cruise? Oh, he bought a zoo! Ooh, gross. Yeah, I know. I'm joking. I've never seen that. Say Anything's good. Okay, what else What else we got here, Cameron Crowe? Yeah, Cameron Crowe. Aloha? Uh, Elizabethtown? Nope. Uh, Aloha, Elizabethtown, Vanilla Sky, Almost Famous. Oh, he actually has not... Oh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Nice. He wrote. The s- singles. Singles was good. Jerry Maguire, Almost singles. Famous, Vanilla Sky, Elizabeth Town, whatever these are. What's Pearl Jam? Oh, Pearl Jam. Apparently he's a huge Pearl Jam. And uh, then uh, Roadies. Yeah. The TV you know series, why he's, which I have not seen. You know why he's a giant Pearl Jam fan? Because he wrote for Rolling Stone when he was 14. And that's... Who likes Pearl Jam? People who read <laughs> Rolling Stone at 14. I read Rolling Stone at 14. And I you liked know. Pearl Jam at the time, didn't I, you? Yeah. But, you know, they're not bad. They're just not Well, great. Like, they're one of those bands where it, like, comes on and you're like, want to sing along to the deep part. Jimmy's broke you. Yeah, they were exactly. like actually they were like pre Nickelback yeah. kind of when I think of Pearl Jam, and then they were like, and then that like red red Ledbetter song, the one where you can't understand what he's saying. You're like, all right, that's every Eddie Vedder is then, not a comprehensible man. So he made a couple songs, and you're like, hey, yeah. hey, 
Hey, join us for the next 50 minutes as Dale and I sing yeah. Better Man over I mean, and over. if you like Pearl Jam, listen to the peak. They play a lot of Pearl Jam. <laughs> and the thing about Pearl Jam is they're good for five songs. And you're like, all right, put that on the shelf for another couple months. But it's like you hear another Pearl Jam song. You're like, no, wait, I've, I've had my fill. I don't want to eat the top of lemon meringue pie anymore because that's what Pearl Jam is. It's like a couple songs, like, well, that was all right. And then they're like, no, you have to eat this bucket of meringue. And you're like, no, I don't want to. And then they like, somebody's like, hey, let's listen to Pearl Jam. And you're like, no, I've had enough. I listened to five songs a month ago. They're good. I'm good. Plus, Pearl Jam is one of those bands where people aren't just like, hey, let's listen to one Pearl Jam song. They're like, Pearl Jam is the greatest band ever. We're going to have an eight-hour Pearl Jam listening party of their entire discography. And Pearl Jam is also one of those bands where people – attribute their personality traits to they're not like oh yeah i like pearl jam once in a while they're like i'm the guy who listens to pearl jam that's my role in our social interaction (laughs) from this point on like it's not like oh yeah i'm just some random guy pearl jam's all right they're like yeah i'm the guy who loves pearl jam do you want to hear about pearl jam you're like no you know how you can tell who that guy is how he's wearing a pearl jam (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt he's the only person wearing a pearl jam t-shirt in any social setting hey so Midterm election week, but guess what else this week marked? Start of Christmas season, motherfucker. Christmas is here. The happiest time of year. Uh, I unironically fucking love Christmas. I love Christmas, too. (laughs) Christmas buddies. And I'm glad we're talking about this because you said right after Halloween, like for me, I love Christmas, and I even I even preemptively hit a put a picture of Christmas decorations like a week before Halloween, but nobody follows me on the internet, so I didn't get my balls beaten in like you did. Like you posted on Twitter, <laughs> November first, I posted. Yeah, and this is what happened. Everybody's like, "All right, Derek Bolin posted about Christmas." I have all these problems in my life that stem from this Christmas season, so I'm going to take them out on Derek Bolin because. The one time of the year where people do. everybody gets to dress in red and be happy and drink food that's bad for you and like why would you drink food? Why well, I, I meant to say <laughs> drink stuff. Like for me, Christmas is eggnog. That's that is a food that apple qualifies cider, as a food. It's made hot with chocolate. Other things you drink in winter. Tons of snacks, turkey dinner. That are hot and full of sugar. Yeah. Hot sugars. Basically. Christmas is hot sugar season because you have baking, you have treats, you have chocolate. So much baking. Cookies. So like sugar cookies. Yeah. And then everybody gets to wear these big ugly sweaters to hide their Christmas gut. It's fucking amazing. And then there's people on the internet who are like, it's too early. I, I'm i not done being in a bad mood because fall came and I forgot that rain happens in Vancouver and other parts of the country. So I want to just. I don't know, not be happy for a bit longer. I hate celebrating things. Things yeah. are so there's there's two camps on this. Uh, both of them hate Christmas. These are these are the the people who are responsible for the war on Christmas. Uh, oh. oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, some people just feel it's like too early. Which fuck you. I walked into a Walmart on on uh, what was it the night before Halloween. I walked into a Walmart. And I walked to their seasonal section 
and they had like half of it was Halloween costumes yeah. and half of it was Christmas shit. And yeah. I was like, this is fucking amazing. It should always be the intersection. Yeah. Because you could like walk in and like buy a cool costume, put the costume on and then like buy a Christmas tree and a bunch of Christmas shit. Yeah. It was perfect. And it's like, could you imagine if adults could go trick or treating dressed up in like a costume that's wearing a Christmas sweater and get eggnog? That would be amazing. We should actually make that a tradition. Yeah. And like, the thing is, people are always like, oh, it's Halloween versus Christmas. It's like, you're allowed to like both. Yeah. There's room in your life for two holidays that are amazing, and you get to release your inner child. So the other thing, and the other camp, and these people are even more obnoxious. They're the uh, wait until after Remembrance Day to celebrate Christmas camp. Because did you know, Dale, that you cannot honor the sacrifice of the vets the one time a year you give a fuck about it? While still being excited that Christmas is coming. All right, I have a problem with this because I care a lot about Remembrance Day and I also love Christmas. And you can respect the vets, most notably from World War One, because Remembrance Day follows on the armistice that ended uh, World War One on the 11th day of the 11th hour when they actually signed those papers that make you stop killing each other. The armistice. But World War One is also <laughs> the one the last time that there was an impromptu truce where the sol- the British soldiers and the German soldiers in the trenches, feet apart from each other on the Western Front in nineteen fourteen, decided to stop and come out of their trenches and mutually not kill each other for Christmas. And they gave each other presents of chocolates and rations and cigarettes, and they hung out. And, and then the next day, they probably killed each other. Yeah, but bunch. my point is, the people <laughs> the, the in day. the war that Remembrance Day is to signify stopped warring to do Christmas. So you're allowed to celebrate Christmas and Remembrance Day at the same time. And there was even... Uh, that was only one section where they stopped. It wasn't like the whole war stopped. And actually, it fucking pissed off the generals so much because it was just the British and the Germans who did it. So the French and the Indians and the other uh, countries that were at the front were like, what the fuck are you guys doing? We're Wait, killing did India others. have a big presence yeah, in dude, World War One? they did. I did not know that. They had – I was doing some research. Instead of doing midterm research, I just did World War One research and – I looked up the numbers of – yeah, I wanted to kind of – Wow. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about World War One because I think it's it's been over 100 years. Or it's, over 1 million Indian troops served overseas. Yeah. Actually, it's been almost a hundred – I guess it's – wait. Is this the 100th year celebration of when World War One ended or did it end in 19? I thought it ended in 18. Uh, 1918, I'm pretty sure, but I'm not a war historian. World oh, yeah. War One ended November 11th, 1918. So, th- hey, this November 11th is the 100th anniversary that the fucking World War One ended. But I looked up some tis- some statistics, and if you just go to your ever-friendly, never-lying Wikipedia, which I'm just going to assume is true because if it was false, other people would have corrected it, but uh, it has... Each country involved in the war and then how much casualties they suffered and then the population of the time and a percentage of the country's population that died. 
The highest being Serbia, which lost – where is it? Sorry. Um, Serbia lost 16 to 27 percent of their country's population in World War I. And that – Jesus Christ. They only had 4.5 million. Yeah, but well, that's still – They lost 127,500 people, whereas Canada had 7.2 million population and lost 56,000, which is 0.81 to 0.93% because they can't be specific about these numbers because it was wartime and it, you – some people were just like their bodies were mashed into the ground. And well, and I imagine down. like, uh, you know, statistic taking was probably a little mm-hmm. like pre-internet, pre-technology. You could yeah. just put like an RFID tag on a person. It was you actually had to like count a, yeah, and, a body. And there's also hard to tell because a lot of the times people would die from diseases and starvation from the war, but not from like dying in conflict. So the numbers are kind of up and down. To deal with that because you don't know if a guy who got shot died of the flu or the shot or if he died of malnutrition or pneumonia or the actual bullet wound. So it's kind of sketchy here and there. And then, yeah, but I don't know how to work the statistic in organically. Just throw it out there. Just drop it. I was like, what's – What's the worst number of death in World War One? And they only really have like two. Which they have France and Germany because those were the two big allied countries. And in a single day, France lost 27,000 soldiers on August 22nd. Just France in one day. That's nuts. Like you got to yeah. think we grew up in a town that's like the entire town was 15,000 people. Yeah. So – the town of Salmonarm, plus the town of Enderby, plus all the change in the middle, that all died in one day. And then Great Britain lost less, but still a, a crazy number. They lost 20,000 people on July 1st. Oh, it was going to be like same day? 1916. So two years later. Yeah, and these were soldiers. These weren't civilians? No, yeah, these were all soldiers okay. in bat. Like these were... In one battle, like uh, the British, pe- the British soldiers died in the Somme offensive, and the uh, French people died in the Battle of the Frontiers. So what happened was um, Germany was trying to march into France, so France just tried to keep. Like the problem with World War One and why it was the bloodiest war in history was it was the time where. It bridged the gap of military tactics and equipment. Like they, when they started World War One, they didn't even have army helmets, and they'd never used machine guns in the field before. So they were still doing the bayonet charge style fighting, where you'd like basically run at people, like take a shot, run because you had muskets or whatever. So they had all these armies formatted for that type of warfare. And then they had machine guns, so they would just mow them all down. And it and never then, occurred to the people in charge to stop sending soldiers running into yeah, these machine guns. But they learned, and so during this fighting, they basically developed trench warfare where they would just be like, holy shit. So they'd run, and then they'd dig another trench a couple feet deep, and then they'd like hunker down in there and kind of dig it, dig it out, and 
like uh, fortify it with wood and stuff. And then after a while, they'd hop over that trench and then go towards the next one. And what happened was Germany ended up fortifying their trenches super good. And France was just trying to get at them. But since in trench warfare, if you have the defensive position, you're pretty much have a huge upper hand because the other people have to jump out of the trenches and run across what they called no man's land, which was the land between the trenches at you and you just shoot them. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about any of that because I care exclusively about <laughs> Christmas, Dale. <Wow. laughs> Derek doesn't care, but I do. Like, And it does, I don't know, I was always under the impression, I was like, eh, whatever, war was super long ago. And then like, for a summer job in college, I wor- worked at the war museum and then I was like, just doing digital stuff where they're like, oh, hey, we have all these pictures. Do you want to scan them so we can have a digital copy of them? And me being naive guy i was like oh yeah sure uh what are the pictures from they're like oh it's world war ii and i was like oh sweet they had sweet planes and tanks and stuff and then they're like all right here's a giant pile of pictures so i'm like scanning them like you flip it over look at it scan it and then it's like you get like this was in kamloops so there was like uh there was like um what were they called the Canadian concentration camps. They weren't concentrate internment camps. Yeah. They had pictures from the internment camps. You're like, Oh, that's kind of creepy where they held the Japanese Canadians. And then every once in a while, there'd be like a press photo. It'd be like a real nice photo of like a Mustang warplane. You're like, that's sweet. And then peppered in there was just like piles of dead bodies. And they're like, Oh, here they're making German troops properly dispose of concentration camp bodies. And it's just this giant pile of bodies. And you're like, Whoa. And then you're just like, where are the planes? (laughs) You're just like, "Uh, I guess I can't be really naive like I did before because this really brought in the whole human aspect of it. So, all right. So I'll say this. People who insist that you can't celebrate or get excited about Christmas until after Remembrance Day has passed. Yeah. Remembrance Day um, specifically honors the vets of World War One. It started as World War One, but it it's it, and now it's just involves all, all conflict. All conflict. So because the whole point of Remembrance Day was you were supposed to remember all the soldiers who died in World War One, so it would never get repeated. But then it got repeated twenty years later with or 40, 30 years later with World War Two. So it's kind of like murky because you have this holiday where you're remembering all the people who died needlessly in the war to end all wars so that humanity would never make the same mistakes again that led them to the point of all these people lying. And then not even like a lifespan later, you're doing it again. So And then there's been a zip. So World War One and World War Two to me were they were just wars, right? Yeah. Like they were they were wars that that made sense. They were yeah. like to stop particularly World War II, yeah. uh, was to stop the advancement of, of evil. And then uh, every war since then has kind of been like, okay, now you're just fighting for, like, uh, you know, U.S. interests. Uh, yeah. And or, or, you know, to, to make a bunch of rich white guys richer. Like, yeah. war now is fucking stupid. If you fight in a war for anyone, you're a dipshit. 
because your company or your country is sending you to die, not in pursuit of like a moral reason yeah. or to, to pretend there are still like there's peacekeeping missions and there's people Canada particularly gets heavily involved in those. Yeah. The U S military. Fuck them, man. Well, see the, the hard thing about war is like, I, on one hand, I agree with you, but on the other hand, there are evil people out there who need to die. Now these wars aren't solely fought to go out, root out the evil and kill it like world war two. So, it's kind of like this quagmire you got to walk through. Like the U.S. will do this thing where they know people are bad. And they'll be like, all right, we know you're fucking bad, but you got stuff we want. So we'll try to like, I don't know, appease you a bit. Saudi Arabia is a great example yeah, of this, which could, is like. You could give us some stuff. I mean, we'll look the other way a bit. But as soon as they get like way out of hand, then they got to slap them down like, um. When Iran invaded Kuwait, they're like, guys, 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 this is too much. Or Iraq. Yeah. Uh, So Saudi Arabia has been uh, basically fucking carpet bombing Yemen for the past. Oh, yeah. Um, It's bad. It's a bad. I saw something that was like 80 million Yemeni people are like basically starving and dying because of the Saudi Arabia campaign against them. And the worst part was, did you hear about that photo of the girl on Facebook? Somebody posted like, I think it was the New York Times published a photo of a starving girl, you know, to like tug at everybody's heartstrings as they should being like, yo, innocent people are fucking starving to death because Saudi Arabia is bombing the shit out of them. And then the New York times took down the picture and Facebook banned the picture as, um, like took it down and made everybody who had that picture up on their profile. Cause everybody was sharing this picture. Like, look at this fucking shit. And then everybody, then Facebook was like, this pit, this uh, picture goes against our right, our like our charter of rights or whatever. And then like they, and later on they're like, yeah, that's embarrassing that we made people take it down, but it was technically child pornography. And everybody's like, yeah, what? Facebook, fuck, fuck off. off. Just because it's a young girl who doesn't have clothes doesn't make it nudity, and that's or not sexualized at all. That's yeah. like I don't think anyone would look at that and be like, oh, yeah, okay, like, well, there's probably some people on the internet saying that fucked. is worse than being like, yeah, we took it down because Saudi Arabia is our allies and we don't want to do that. Like that would have been more easy to swallow than Facebook lying and being like, yeah, we took it down because it's child pornography. So uh, yeah, there's a Saudi Arabia campaign against Yemen, uh, and meanwhile, like. So the United States finally went ahead and, like, um, issued a statement against it. And, yeah. like, we declared our strongest terms that, that you should uh, cease immediately. Canada did the same thing. Uh, but guess what? Egg on your face, guys, because you sold Saudi Arabia all the weapons they're using to oh, yeah. slaughter the people in Yemen. And so, it's like great even, job. And... It's kind of weird because there's been all this like shit hitting the fan with Saudi Arabia lately. Like Canada told Saudi Arabia to release this woman activist who was – I think she was fighting for the right to drive. But I thought the guy was giving him the right to drive anyway. So it's kind of murky what exactly happened. So Saudi Arabia threw this woman in jail and Canada's like, yeah, you can't just throw protesters in jail, Saudi Arabia. You have to let her go. And then Saudi Arabia just fucking like – turned around and was like, you can't tell us what the fuck to do. We're pulling all our students out of Canada. Like all of our, um, 
international students. Yeah, all of our international foreign exchange students who are studying to be doctors and shit in Canada, we're pulling them all out and it's like, whoa, what the fuck? And then that hits the universities harder because international students actually pay three times as much as a homegrown student. So if you're from Canada, your university college education is 33% of how much it would cost of if you're an international student. So that's kind of why Canada like caters to these students because they just make so much more money. And so Saudi Arabia did that. And then everybody's like, whoa, what? And then Trudeau, I guess, kind of stuck up for Canada. Kind of didn't. As much as Trudeau ever does. Yes. Good old waffly Trudeau being like, we can't do this. But, uh, yeah, this just kind of, like, geopolitics are bullshit. Yeah. War is bullshit. And this is why, like, you look at these wars that are being fought, and they're yeah. they're not in the pursuit of the greater good or, like, the global community yeah. anymore. It's so someone can take a piece of someone else's pie. So, like, God bless the veterans of World War One and Two, but, yeah. like, anyone who's engaged in military conflict since then, like, get fucked. And... I don't want to like like sound like an idealist, but I'm pretty sure we've seen the last World War. Like everybody threatens, they're like, yeah, we're going to see World War Three and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think any country on the planet wants World War Three just because the losses and the financial problems would be way too much. Like everybody's like, well, Russia and China are going to team up. And like that was one of the things you kept hearing over Syria, which is this other war that makes no sense. Like. The I get well, I'll just call us the good lie guys like Canada, Britain, US, Germany, like pretty much Western Europe and North America are all usually by default on the same team, just for whatever reason. And can't help but notice you named all majority white countries there, Dale. Well, I didn't want to say I was trying to point out that it was more of a geographical convenience for these teams mm-hmm. to be all aligned. Interesting. But yeah, anyways. So like when Trump wanted to go into Syria, it would be like, well, if Trump goes into Syria and he fights against Russia, who is also white for the record, <laughs> um, all these other countries would be dragged in and it would be this big World War Three. so they shouldn't do it. And it's like, well, that's not going to happen. Like, yeah, I guess there's always – this very minuscule chance that one of these like weird geopolitical geopolitical like push and pull things could just erupt and the whole world could get involved, but it's very unlikely. And another thing is these wars aren't like, you're not trying to stamp out the Nazi problem. You're not trying to get Nazi. <laughs> Nazi. Sounded like Brad Pitt in uh, like, Glorious Bastards. <laughs> like in World War II, like, The Nazis could have taken over the world. Yes. If they had won that war, they would have taken over the world. Which, by the way, check out uh, Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Uh, Really interesting show on on Amazon that does kind of based on what would have happened if. Yeah. So but ISIS can't take over the world like they can fuck shit up and they can do like people bombings and a little guerrilla warfare. But they don't have like intercontinental missiles. Maybe they have allies they could convince to have one. They don't have like Tomahawk missiles. They don't have helicopters and jets and like space stations. So they're not 
a threat to the rest of the world. So the war on ISIS isn't as important as, say, World War Two. See, I think we will see another world war in our lifetime. And that's we covered uh, a bit last week about like the rise of all these like populist far rights oh, uh, yeah. leaders in their countries. And I think with that happening at some point, one of those leaders is going to get a little bit greedy and want to start, you know, carving off more of the world for themselves and their people. And that's when the rest of the world's going to have to, to kind of intervene. Yeah. And an interesting th- way to think about this is. If what you're like, I see where you're going with this. And I think it's going to turn into more of like a world civil war where it's not going to be America and these guys versus everywhere else. It's going to be like the Spanish civil war where it fought itself. And then other countries went in and picked which side of this civil war they would be on. Interesting. So they could, it would tech like the Spanish civil war didn't count as a world war because it was just a civil war, but the whole world was involved. So if we go red versus blue in the U.S., it'll be like Canada will go blue, Britain will go blue, Russia will go red, China will go red. It'll be like that sort of thing. And then which will be very bad for anybody in like the like middle states because that's where all this warfare is going to happen because that's the only place in the states where you have just swaths of open land. Uh, another pop culture, check out, uh, DMZ comic by Brian Wood, uh, which is also a really, it's like a graphic novel and it's a look at basically that only there's not like other, uh, countries intervening, but it is about like the next U S civil war. Uh, my favorite thing is it's like, yeah, we, I open this by saying this could never happen. (laughs) And then we're like, but if it did happen, (laughs) here's stuff you could watch to outline the horrors of just how it would happen. Like there's this TV show with like, I think there's five seasons and that just kind of like plays out all of how fucking horrible it would be if Germany had won. And then DMZ is like a comic book. I don't call them graphic novels. The graphic novel sounds more adult. They are comic books, and if you can't call them comic books, graphic novel, then don't read them. It's like a novel because with a gra- pictures because in it. an episodic comic book is different than a graphic, graphic novel. Because a graphic novel is a standalone. I'm a grown-up novel style. I don't read comic books. It's like comic books are like novellas, and graphic novels are like novels. Are you done? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> like. Yeah, and as much as, like, the entertainment factor of just, like, Armageddon happening where just, like, half the world's population dies, that would be, on one hand, you'd be like, holy fuck, that's insane, that's crazy. But on the other hand, it would be like, would the internet still work? Because if it didn't... (laughs) Would I be one of the people who survived? Yeah. Would I have more room? Could I buy a house? (laughs) Yeah. Here's a good question that I always find people ask each other. If Armageddon happens... And half the world dies. Would you even want to survive? Or would you be one yeah, of the ones I'd wiped want, out? No, I'd 100% want to survive. I could, I feel like, here's a controversial opinion. I think having the world's population wouldn't be such a bad thing. Oh, okay. Thanos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. No, no, no. It I might get... extend the lifespan of the planet as a whole. Oh, hey. Everybody, deep down knows that if the population of the world got cut in half, it would be, hey, more for me. 
Like, nobody wants to admit that out loud, especially in this PC war on saying the bad stuff at the wrong time can cost you your whole, like, career. Nobody wants to say, yeah, more for me, but we all know that if half the population died, pollution would end, climate change yeah, would go back be to normal. slowed. And also, yeah. Like, endangered species would come back, we would have more food... But the problem is, it's like, I would have to do more work. I wouldn't be able to just go <laughs> fucking drive to my job, work, come home, maybe hit the grocery store on the way home. It would be like... You'd have to like start like a farm or like yeah. a commune or something. And I grew and up like on a farm. Provide for other people. I grew up on a farm and uh, my life now is better because... <laughs> Yeah, it's just waking up at five in the or I guess I wake up now. No, going out to do work for four thirty in the morning to like milk the cows. You're like this is bullshit. I don't even like milk anymore. Uh, in conclusion, Dale would rather die in Armageddon. Yes, than I would work harder and not <laughs> not because seeing the fall of humanity would tug at my moral heartstrings and seeing humans revert back to a savagery that could cause them to kill each other without thinking about it. It's only because I'm lazy. <laughs> Bottom line, I don't want to do all that work. Plus, I wear pretty thick glasses. And if my glasses got broke in the apocalypse, I'd be fucked. It'd be like that Twilight Zone episode where the guy like, <laughs> gets all those books and then breaks his glasses. Deja vu. We've talked about this, right? Have we? I think we've covered that Dale's biggest fear about the apocalypse <laughs> is breaking his glasses. Is breaking his Why glasses. don't you just get fucking laser eye surgery? Because everyone is getting that. Now. I think my eyes are too strong. They're too bad to get that. Plus, I heard it makes you uh, sensitive to light, and the fact that I weld might fuck it up. Oh, because like that's a good point. The UV radiation from welding can like fuck up your corneas and shit. All right, so on that note, we're like 40 minutes into this episode. We're going to take a quick break, but hey, you can honor the vets, but still get fucking stoked about Christmas because it's Christmas time, motherfucker. It's Christmas season, and I am so excited. Yeah, and the best way to honor the vets is go donate money for a poppy. One, you get to show everybody you care. They're like, that guy's got a poppy. He's a moral person who cares. (laughs) And on the other hand, you give it to like the support Funds that support the vets and their programs and helps, like, their life get better. Yeah, or donate to uh, – there are a lot of other charities that exist beyond that that, that offer uh, support to veterans, like, reintegrating them back into society when they come back home. Yeah. Or providing legal services uh, or, you know, uh, the U.S. in particular. I don't think it's as pronounced here in Canada, but the U.S. has a huge problem where vets come home from war – And they're just, like, kind of turned loose, and they're like, well, you're on your own, and they end up homeless because, like, okay, you've been shooting at people for the past, like, four years. How is that a marketable skill? And sometimes people don't welcome them back into society, like, say, Rambo. Watch the movie Rambo, (laughs) and it explains it. But, yeah, another point I have to make is the states have had a huge problem with fake charities trying to grab money in the name of veterans, so I think it was the Fallen Warrior Fund or something was a huge one that... Oh, Stolen Valor. Yeah. Was that it? <laughs> no, that's, oh. that's what it's it was, Yeah, it was like the Fallen Warriors or something where it was just a corporation just... Or Wounded Warriors? Yeah, something like that, just taking all the money. So 
if you like see cadets or actual military people selling poppies, it's a good bet that the money's going to go into the right place if you give it to them. In honor of my uh, War on Remembrance Day, yeah, I'm going to go set up shop next to some of those kids selling poppies, and I'm going to sell little like Christmas tree lapel pins. That you can put. <laughs> Guess yeah, what? No. Guess what? It's Christmas season. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll discuss more things that made you mad online this week. Come on! And we're back. Uh, Dale pointed out that I should go on there. So apparently I sounded unduly harsh against Remembrance Day during that segment. Yeah, well, I just wanted people like the problem I always get into online or whatever is I'll make a joke and I'll just assume people get it. Because they're like, like, I'll say, yeah, I'm so strong and good looking. Ha ha ha. And I'll do this at work. And then I won't realize that people don't know me well enough to know that I'm automatically joking. But you are strong and good looking. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But I don't want them to think I'm full of myself. Right. So anyways, I just wanted Derek to maybe point out that he's not actually anti-Remembrance Day. It's just that all these people attacking people who like Christmas because Remembrance Day is coming are stupid. Yeah. You can celebrate both. I'm not anti-Remembrance Day. I do appreciate the sacrifice of people who have laid it all down so that we could, you know, bring this moronic podcast to you 66 times, uh, which we probably couldn't do in a Nazi-controlled world. Um, Well, we could. We just would have to pretty much sound like Trump supporters. I bet we'd have... The Nazi party is a sponsor, though, if we were like they would give us yeah. money or they just mandate it under the threat of death. Hot take. Whatever you're going to say, I'm going to say preemptively, don't. How just don't say it. Forward, do you think fashion would be if Germany had won? Because Hugo Boss was designing. Was it Hugo? I think it was Hugo Boss was designing the Nazi uniforms. If that if that country won the World War and everybody's clothes was designed by Hugo Boss, our clothes would probably have progressed. Like we wouldn't have denim jeans and stuff. We'd have like Hugo Boss stuff. I'm not saying anything because <laughs> the immediate thought that came to my mind was Nazis were pretty snappy dressers. But... Oh, we're, that doesn't... I'm going to go back and edit this out. No. Nazis... This is this is never making the podcast. It is very common knowledge that the reason... I like how you were like, hey, you should say stuff so people know you were joking. <laughs> and then we somehow get more offensive. No, it's not offensive to say that the German army had better technology, better uniforms, and better helmets. Because they did. And that's the reason why a smaller army almost beat a better army like they question do helmets fall under fashion or technology or both both nice um like there's an old saying that a german tank was as good as five american tanks but it's a good thing they always had five american tanks like uh 
got. I don't want to try to remember the names of the tanks because then people will be like, that's wrong. Like super like nerdy tank enthusiasts will remember all the names. I do not think any tank enthusiasts listen to this podcast. Uh, anyways. They're listening to podcasts about tanks right Also, now. I wanted to further point out if you were like me, say, a bunch of years ago and you're kind of – know about the wars but you don't know enough to like be emotionally charged in the subject of them there's a podcast which is the second best podcast in the world because we're the best called hardcore history by dan carlin and there's a specific six episode um arc of they're all four hours each so this is quite so invest an entire day in listening to this 24 hours 24 hours and it's called the countdown to Armageddon, and it like it lays out fucking everything. It like talks about why World War One was fought, why Germany would start World War One, why France would want to stop Germany from taking over Belgium and all that stuff. And I mean, I could try give you a synopsis, but I would just butcher it and get facts wrong and sound idiotic. So I will save all that idiocy for the subjects that aren't as important as learning about and also aren't covered at depth in a 24 hour episode yeah 24 hours worth of podcast material if you have any inclination towards history at all you should listen to this podcast because it's fucking amazing it'll make you care about shit you didn't care about and you'll fucking learn shit like there's another episode there's another one called uh, the wrath of the cons where it fucking just talks about how fucking beastie Genghis Khan and his men were like they fucking one of the things was they would ride horses right and you're like yeah whatever lots of people rode horses and shot bows but they would fucking hold on to the horse with their legs lean over the side of the horse and use the horse's cover while they're riding and shoot arrows and they timed it so like like when a horse runs it kind of hops it goes like all four feet touch and it's airborne all four feet touch and it's airborne and they would time it and shoot their bows for when the horse was airborne in between strides so that it wouldn't affect their aim. Like, these people are the reason we don't know how they built the pyramids because all these smart people were like, yeah, you guys are fucking barbarians. You don't know anything. And Genghis Khan was like, really? Library of Alexandra? We'll just fucking burn you down and all of the world's knowledge will be lost. And that's what happened. So this fucking beastie horseback rider ruined our knowledge. So maybe don't rip on Trump supporters that much because they might start burning down your local life. Yeah, because, hey, calling a Trump supporter an idiot, although maybe factually correct, uh, is bad because (laughs) idiots have less to lose than we do. Like, what if there's like some redneck and buttfuck small town... uh, America who's like, oh, all these smart people are making fun of me and my like rustic lifestyle. How about an EMP bomb that I got? I don't know how he would have got an EMP bomb, but if he did and he fucking ruined Dale's internet, (laughs) that'd be horrible. So stop making fun of these rednecks so they don't somehow ruin Dale's internet. There's that's the important takeaway here. Because like the apocalypse, (laughs) I don't want to lose internet. So, because that would mean more work researching shit for our podcast. Society, like we've only had the internet for like twenty years, 
25 years where it's been like in our homes and in our hands and it's been pretty fucking great. And I'm, I'm not willing to go back. Like, do you remember when you were like 14 and you were bored? Yeah. You're like, Hey, I'm bored. What can I do? I don't know. Mild crime or <laughs> guess, nothing. Guess I'll go play outside. Yeah. <laughs> outside. <laughs> it's not like, Oh, Hey, I have a smartphone so I could just look up anything I want to know about or listen to any song I want to. It was just like, do I know anybody who has this band that I heard about once? No, I don't. Can I borrow a CD from them? Yeah. Or it's like when I was in grade nine and I was like, what's punk music? And I was like, I think I want to listen to punk music. And no one I knew liked punk music or had punk music. And there was no internet to download it on. So I was like, huh, I guess I just, I guess I'll never hear punk music. I guess I just won't know. <laughs> uh, wait, so yeah, I, I want to make it clear. I have all the respect for Remembrance Day. I just dislike people who insist that you have to wait until after Remembrance Day to get excited about Christmas. Yeah, because like the end. Christmas, it's maybe not the happiest time of the year. That's probably it is the happiest. It's time probably of the year. sometime Fuck in you. summer where you're like running no, around no, with no clothes. No, but no, it's easily the happiest time of year around when Christmas is because it's fucking like winter and everything's cold and shitty and everybody's fucking patience has run out and the days are short and everybody's got sad because there's not enough sun and it's raining so let us just fucking and all of a sudden boom here's a tree with some lights on it and some unhealthy beverages yeah and they're like your oh, presents here have a gift oh you're sad have I introduced you to the coping mechanisms of materialism <laughs> and <laughs> and fucking horrible food because that's pretty great. Yeah, just just binge eat yeah. and fucking blow all your money on shit you don't need and shit other people don't need. Yeah. Uh, and then that'll get you through until the sun comes out again in four to five months. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're kind of down on life. Have you ever had someone give you a present you wanted? Because that, that'll make you feel a bit better. It's like, oh, you're not into presents. Have you tried cookies? Yeah, I've, ha- I've, I've been depressed. And I've eaten a cookie, and I'm not going to say it cured my depression, but I definitely was less depressed after I ate that cookie <laughs> than before I ate that cookie. I'll tell you that. Uh, all right. Do you want uh, – Oh, I want to have fist one thing in before we move smoothly to another subject. We I got just, time for like one more, one more topic. Okay. I just want to do a quick one. I just want to tell everybody uh, – Anyone who encounters a seal or a colony of seals on the beach or a coastline is advised to move away at the first sight of agitation. I'm telling you this because there is a new sto- this nobody's upset about this online so it's kind of anti-brand but I just thought it was so fucking funny I had to talk about it because in Scotland there was a guy fishing on the on the coast of the ocean or whatever's in Scotland. How do I keep managing to piss off our one oh, our Scottish, one Scottish list? Yeah, Lorna's, again, not going to be happy about this. Uh, I love apologies, how, Lorna. I love how it's like all the countries in all the world, and I keep ragging on Scotland. Well, anyways, so this guy was fishing on the coat, on the beach, and then he happened upon like 50 seals, and they all got fucking pissed off at him and chased him halfway up this cliff where he had to wait for rescue. And uh, that quote I just read you was the official press release from the Scottish Coast Guard. (laughs) So if you're in Scotland and you see some seals, 
maybe uh, maybe give him a wide breadth. Uh, Walk around. I thought sea lions were the aggressive one. And seals were the cute, cuddly ones that you could just, like, walk up to and, and snuggle with. But apparently that's not true. Oh, yeah, because there's that. No, that's not true. Remember that seal that grabbed that girl in. That was a sea lion in Richmond, right? Like, grab that, pluck that girl right off the dock and, like, try pulling her into the no, water. No, that was a seal, wasn't it? Good thing the internet still exists. No, dude, seals are fucking evil. They'll, like, hold down a penguin and rape it. Yeah, it was a sea lion that grabbed oh, the girl. Okay, yeah, sea lions are bad. Uh... How's this? Any beast that's in the wild that has little beasts, baby beasts with it, just fucking leave it alone. It will never end good. Yeah, just any any animals, I think. Yeah, because, like, the smaller an animal it is, the less likely it is to hurt you. But, like, say you have a squirrel lunge at you. Yeah, it's not going to do any fucking major damage, but I would rather not have a bunch of squirrel scratches on my face. I'd rather just have a normal face. It could have rabies. Unsquirrel scratched. Yeah. See what I mean? Like, don't fuck with squirrels. Like, they'll fuck you up. Hey, a little bit. Speaking of faces, did oh. you know that it's okay to be white? Derek, your segues are so much better than mine. <laughs> I'm on, on point today. Uh, My segues are pretty much, hey, this is something I want to talk about. Can here, we talk about Scottish, this yet? Scottish seals hey, are scary. Hey, did I mention there's this thing I want to talk about? Yeah, okay. So... As Derek started to point out, in uh, New Westminster, which suburb of Vancouver, of all the suburbs in Vancouver, I think it's the most likely to be racist. Mm. Not because the people there are any different. Yeah, as long as you're not like counting, like once you get out to the valley, like Langley and Chilliwack, Abbotsford, I'm sure all those places are those very aren't racist. a suburb of Vancouver. Those are separate cities. Like, well, so that is, are shit. So is New West. Shit. Yeah, but New West. Has a sky train to it. Okay. So it's a suburb. Fair That's enough. how... Okay, I just solved the problem. People are like, where do you draw the line from fucking other cities and suburbs of Vancouver? If you could get there on the sky train, it's a suburb. I like that. Whether it's part of the GVRD or not, it's still a suburb. Okay. Also which, uh, the person who won the Surrey mayoral candidate doesn't want the sky train to go there. Interesting. Yeah. That's a whole bag of worms that... Wait, the Skytrain still... It goes to Surrey, but it doesn't go deep Surrey. It goes, like, just over the bridge to Surrey where you can, like, you go to, like, one point and sit... Like, you go to King George and then you can go on a bus. Ride a shitty bus, which is, oh, okay, fuck. Riding on a bus with wheels is so much better than riding on a train. I think the the point is that they don't want people to go to Surrey, which... I don't know if Surrey's aware of its reputation. You're already doing pretty yeah. good at driving. The people, people don't away. want that either. But <laughs> um, uh, so someone posted uh, posters around New West, basically saying it's okay to be white. Um, this is like this is a familiar uh, rallying cry with like the alt right and white supremacists. Yeah, because who, they feel like maybe the people who are sick of being it, like it's like. The people who the white race had had their hand on their throat holding down just so the white people could have more stuff are starting to fight back. And they're like 
trying to get level footing and the white people are like, whoa, whoa, what did we do? <laughs> uh, I will say, yeah, right wingers have like elevated uh, uh, just manufacturing persecution complexes out of nowhere to mm-hmm. an art form. Like they're so yeah. they're like, oh, Starbucks wasn't Christmassy enough on their cups. Fucking war on Christmas. We're being persecuted. <laughs> oh, black people oh, want fucking equal this. rights to talk about racism. <laughs> oh, we're being persecuted. Oh, fucking women want equal pay in the workplace. Men are being persecuted. So uh, my personal view on if the white people are being persecuted or not, since I'm white, I have to believe it's okay to be white because it's okay to be me. Otherwise, I have a whole fucking bunch of existential shit to deal with. It's better than okay to be you, buddy. It's great to be you. There you go. (laughs) My whole thing on like reparations for past abuses, maybe like – what the – what's that term Uh, where you like – where like – Ethnics get into colleges easier. Don't know that you can use the term ethnics. Uh, Affirmative action. Yeah. (laughs) Affirmative action and stuff. My whole personal policy that nobody else agrees with is give it a complete generation where a group hasn't been fucked over by white people before you can complain about how they're treating the white people. Give it a couple. I'd I'd say a couple generations maybe because – this point is well made because it hasn't been a generation (laughs) for any visual minority of white people fucking them. So my policy is, yeah, like give it, like have a child born his lifespan or her lifespan, the next child, and then they die. And then the next person, they could be like, whoa, the lifespan before you was completely fine. We didn't do anything to them. Stop hitting us back. But like I said before, white people have fucked over pretty much every, ethnicity and there hasn't been a lifespan in between the stopping of those fuckings and now so even then we look at like a a lot of people like to be like hey racism doesn't exist in the u.s anymore because uh you know uh african americans have the right to vote and they have equal rights and affirmative action does exist Mm -hmm. um but you look at there are a lot of these like systemic policies in place that like do still disproportionately affect black, like incarceration. Um, you know, they're, uh, African-Americans are more, even though the opportunities there, they've had like generations of, of poverty. Yeah. Uh, so they're still not on the same footing at all. So even though like superficially, yeah, they have equal rights. Yeah. They don't have equal opportunity. Uh, and, e- and even when they all have the same equal rights and there is no difference between them, you have all the problems that come away with the generations before you. Like, say say there actually was no racism. Say we're all on the same page. Everybody has the same rights, same access to everything. Well, you're going to have differences where inheriting money from stuff where like – 50 years ago, it was hard for – it was impossible for black people to buy homes. So they don't have that multi-generational sort of like savings account type of deal where parents buy a house, they pay it off and then when they die, they get they split it up and give it to the kids. And then that inheritance is enough for those kids to put a down payment on a house. Then they're not wasting money on rent and then they have their own savings account going forward. And once they retire, they sell their house and they have enough money to retire. Like there's a lot of people who don't have this because the generation before them didn't have equal opportunity to get this. 
So that's where my lifespan idea comes from. Even that's not going to address it. Yeah. With that in mind, Mm -hmm. I will say, so some dipshit or a group of dipshits put up these posters in New West. Yeah. uh, With this, like, rallying cry for, like, idiot right-wingers. And the police are investigating these posters, which seems like, okay, it's, it's not... I hate crime to say dumb shit or express idiot opinions. Uh, The statement, it's okay to be white in and of itself is not, it's not. Yeah. Like it's, it's fine. Like it's, it is okay to be white as in it's okay to be anything. Like it's not more okay to be white. You can't say that. And you can't say it's okay to be white. So you should do this. Like just the statement, it's okay to be white is fine in and of itself and shouldn't be looked into by the police. All this stuff, anything other than that, people are extrapolating, which is kind of like a problem I have with the left right now where you're like kind of jumping to conclusions. Like you're all like minority reported be like, well, whoever put up these posters is going to kill someone. So we should arrest them before they kill someone. Like that's, not how the justice yeah, system like thought, works. thought crime, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can't, you can't do that. So, New Westminster Police, uh, you know, wait until these people actually commit a crime or say some racist shit, which they undoubtedly will. Yeah. Uh, probably very obviously, because again, uh, people on the right with these persecution complexes are not particularly smart. Uh, they are the kind of people who will like buy a pair of Nikes to light the Nikes on fire, yeah. or go in and like order drinks from Starbucks to stick it to Starbucks and say their name is like Christmas or Jesus. So that's they're They're just, they're very fucking dumb. Yeah. They're not like, smart. Yeah. And I don't know if you know how a persecution uh, complex works, but if you kind of preemptively jump all over them because they put up signs, that only makes it stronger. Like, if you see these guys and you're like, oh, you guys put up signs that say it's okay to be white. Well, guess what? We're charging you. Then they just have so much more fuel on whatever's wrong with what's going on in their head. So, yeah, like Derek said, the thought police. You can't think police people because it'll just make everything worse and we'll end up being living in Animal Farm. It's like... Every decision that's going on with like bipartisan politics right now, it's like, are we going to end up with Animal Farm? Are we going to end up with 1984? Both of which George Orwell (laughs) fucking called it, man. I mean, like, which fucking dystopian future that Orwell lined out Mm -hmm. do you want? I personally want neither, but I think there's more internet in 1984. So I'm for that one. All right, there you go. Dale really likes the internet, in conclusion. have I mentioned I like the internet? Because, hey, internet, I like you. (laughs) Anything else you wanted to talk about today? I like like you. (laughs) Um, You're making it weird. uh, No, I got to talk about my seals and the war. You got to drop some World War I knowledge on us? World War I knowledge, whole bunch of people dying, guy gets scared by seals, all our bases are covered. <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, I will say one thing, one interesting thing did uh, get dropped into the uh, the mailbag today. Oh, 
Guys, you're using the mailbag. Uh, so thanks to everyone who replied. Uh, Thank you so much. I like you almost as much as I like the internet. Things that made people mad online this week, they they are they are the internet. Derek, that's so profound. <laughs> we are the internet. The internet was Robert Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> nice Fight Club reference. Thank you. Uh, what made people mad online this week? Uh, number one, the fact that I'm growing a beard and I have ruined beards for women who like beards. Yeah, right. As if women are ever going to hate beards. Yeah, that's why I'm growing one. Yeah, women like man buns. So your opinion <laughs> on men's style is out the window. Uh, Thanks, women. Number two, people talking about Christmas on November 1st. Guess what, motherfucker? Already covered it. Yeah. Number three, uh, the biggest boobs in the world. Oh, my God. World. This German woman who wanted to be African-American or someone else? Something else. Oh, no, wait. That – Okay. This is what happens. Are, so you, are this, you infiltrating our own mailbag right now? No, what I, I'm just saying why I blurted that out. So the biggest boobs in Europe belong to a Russian woman who – or is she German? I can't remember. But she did all this tanning and shit to make herself an African-American woman. And – That's not how it – Go worked. look it up. And you will get douche chills listening to everything she says because what she did was she got like fake tan inje- injections and went on super strong tanning bed and like her skin color is as dark as an African-American skin color and people are losing their shit because they're like, isn't this just blackface? And is it? I think it is. I think it's ridiculous. But this like – I thought that's what you were talking about. But that was the biggest boobs in Europe. So what are the biggest boobs in the world? Uh, biggest boobs. Uh, this is just a woman. Oh, this is old news also, April. But uh, she was a D cup and decided to go bigger. She had her breasts augmented to size uh, 164 triple X cup. Hey, triple X cup. Uh does Vin Diesel approve of these breasts? Is that nice? <laughs> <laughs> and a lesser extent, Ice Cube? Uh, I don't get the Ice Cube. Because he was in the, the second Triple X? Well, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm just going to watch this video. Uh, check it out. It's uh, She has very large breasts. They're, and they're, they're comically large. And they look like they will bring her more pain and back problems and annoyance than any pleasure. Oh, yeah. I give those things them. like six months tops before she has to have them removed. Yeah. She looks like an anime character. Oh, those are, I don't know, like, man, that would just hurt your back all day, every day. Yeah. All day, every day. How much do they weigh, do they say? Uh, do they figure that out? Let's see here. And I just got to say, that woman's breasts, way bigger than the biggest breasts in Europe. Way bigger. Because hers were only like 35 double S's, which is pretty much flat compared to 164 triple X. Is her name Chelsea Charms? Her name is Chelsea Charms. That is terrible. She's a woman from Minnesota. Any Okay. I don't want to shit on people who change their name to novelty names, but anybody who changes their name to like rhyme that much, like Chelsea Charms, there, there's... A bunch of, I don't know, the easiest way to say is maybe there's some baggage that should be addressed. Each breast weighs 30 pounds. 
So she's walking around with 60 pounds of weight hanging off of her chest. If I bicep curl those, that will hurt. <laughs> that's that's about the max weight I want to bicep curls, 30 pounds each. Oh, get a load of Mr. Bicep Curls 30 pounds over here. That's actually not right. Ladies, people, did you know... <laughs> <laughs> There's people who lift, who bicep curl way heavier than 30 pounds. Maybe these guys could bicep curl both of her breasts with one arm. How much, okay, this is going to sound like a weird question. How much movement, like say I actually wanted to bicep curl this girl's breasts. So I put my hand under and I lift it up. How much movement does the super fake breast have in the skin? Because 60 pounds is going to weigh down super far and it's going to stretch the skin and there's going to be like, it's basically like an orange in a sock at some point. I feel like you could elevate it. I mean, it looks like there's some wiggle room there. Yeah, like is it enough to do a whole bicep curl? Yeah. Chelsea Charms. <laughs> if you're What's listening. up? Also, uh, to my girlfriend, is that cheating? No, it's or is for that science. Working out. I like that. It's for science. <laughs> and I am a self-proclaimed scientist. I haven't decided which field to lie about being a scientist in, but I'm a scientist. I'll back that up. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, we're an hour and 10 minutes, and I feel like we've talked about absolutely nothing this episode, so we're going to we, wrap it up. We talked about just as much good stuff as any other episode. <laughs> That's a valid point. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in. This has been episode 66 of Outreach Factory. As always, I have been your host, Derek Bolin. You can follow me on Twitter at Herder. And I am Dale DeRuder, and you can follow me at SuperDaleBot. Uh, like us on Facebook at Outreach Fact Pod. I'm also the host. Follow us I on Twitter. I that I was the host. Uh, or in fact, he's not. He's lying. This is a big bone of contention. He's just a guest. We're both hosts. Uh, We're both equal. We uh, donate us money on uh, Patreon. Uh, and don't worry, we'll probably actually forget to charge you so you can feel good about yourself. Yeah, I feel like I might charge people for this episode just so I feel like some worth came out of it. So thanks to our subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, subscribe <laughs> to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh Make us famous so I don't have to go to work anymore. Derek will still go because he likes his job. I like my job. Because he's a giant Melvin, apparently. This is true. <laughs> likes going to work for other people. I personally would rather stay at home with the internet, which I love. Check that to a weird and creepy place. Sorry, Andrea. As one does. My first love is the internet. Uh, yeah, and if, if you know someone who might like the podcast, feel free to, uh, you know, share this on your Facebook, talk about it on Twitter, or uh, just tell a friend about it and be like, hey, there's these two dipshits who talked about stuff they know nothing about for an hour and ten minutes today. You should listen to it. Yeah, because, one, they're both exceptionally good-looking. Super handsome. Can't tell over a podcast. And two, what else are you going to do? It's the internet. What, are you going to go on some clickbait article or are you going to listen to us? Dale would, Dale would go for the clickbait Shut up, article. Derek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely would. Hey, how do you think I found out about the biggest breasts in Europe? <laughs> it wasn't because I Googled that. It was because I was like, oh, clickbait. Let's see this outrageous thing that this person is doing. Don't mind if I do. Uh, join us next week where we'll cover all the shrill screaming about the U.S. midterm elections and Dale will actually have done research. Maybe. Uh, all right. And until next week, 
Stay angry. Thank <laughs> you.